Before we get to basketball, though, let's give you the news from the football staff. Micah James has been announced by Alex Golish as the team's new running backs coach. He was an offensive lineman in college, an all-conference center at Middle Tennessee State, and was the offensive line coach at Utah State for two seasons before working last year at Tennessee as an offensive analyst. Of course, there's a little bit of a connection with Alex Golish, who said on GoUSFBulls.com that Micah joins our staff with a strong understanding of our offense and the importance of the run game in it. A standout center as a player, he is a coach with 10 years of experience and great football intelligence, and he will connect very well with our players and staff. He's also worked for some solid offenses at UMass and Maryland, Arkansas State is where he began his career. Last year, Tennessee was number nine in the country in run offense at 205 yards per contest. Utah State had the best season in school history in 21 with an 11-3 record, winning the Mountain West Conference Championship. That year that UCF made it to the Fiesta Bowl and number 11 in the country, yep, he was an offensive graduate assistant on that staff. So while he is the running back's coach, Tyler Hudanik, Hoodie, who was the offensive line coach, still is, is now the run game coordinator. Those were the roles running back's coach and run game coordinator held by Matt Merritt, LaDamian Washington, who has had such a big impact, the former NFL player on the wide receivers, has also had pass game coordinator added to his coaching title. Get you some women's basketball highlights here in a minute and a preview of tonight's opponent. And boy, the Bulls cannot be looking past Tulsa. But as we all know, there is a game on Sunday and we only look towards it here to give you a warning. If you don't have tickets, uh, you might want to change that. And Sunday, the men uh, have a chance to play uh, FAU at noon, national television. There's just a week. By the time you hear this, it'll be sold out. Very few tickets left <sighs> wow. at all. Uh, you know, nearly 8,000 plus people that, 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 that will be there. And I say that to our Bulls fans, like, this is exciting. I'm glad you're coming. Let's make sure we not only uh, come loud, but let's make sure uh, we, we, we come early. Hey, <laughs> there's, there's, there's special. Some of you have bought the special brunch pass. There's, there's people that will be tailgating uh, out in the parking lots. The information has been distributed about that. Our students are coming in huge numbers. So I just want uh, for everyone to have the day they expect to make sure they just uh, it's not going to be able to just roll up at, at 12 and have an easy <laughs> entrance into it. Let's, let's, let's follow the parking signs. Let's get in there, get in there early, make some noise, and, and, and have, have a great time. And then when you're done with that game, uh, as I said, if you're not already going to the baseball and softball games that afternoon on Sunday, you know, your, your, your ticket from that basketball game will be, give you free entry into the into the baseball and softball games after that's over. So you can truly make uh, make it a great day of, of Bulls action and uh, great value, great support, a great day. And, and go ahead and let that traffic clear out a little bit. Probably deduced this already, but that was the voice of Michael Kelly from podcast Bull Speed Ahead. You heard it. It's going to be a sellout. Also, with baseball and softball going on, parking will be, well, you got to get there early. Uh, the actual lots where you can tailgate if you are so inclined, beginning at 8 in the morning. But also, the actual gates to the Yingling Center will open earlier than normal. It's usually an hour before tip, at this time 10.30 for the noon tip. And you heard the brunch pass. If you go to GoUSFBulls.com, it's right at the top on that banner. You can click on it, $30.00. Get you, well, brunch and a ticket to the game. And yeah, you can come on over with your ticket stub, virtual. Obviously, everything's virtual these days. And walk into baseball and softball instead of having to fight traffic heading out. Baseball plays at 1, while softball be going on as well at 2 o'clock. 
right when the basketball game ends. Oh man, did women's basketball take care of matters on Tuesday night. It was a fun one at the Yingling Center. 79-57 the final score, and this game was over early, the likes of which we haven't seen in conference play for the Bulls this year. They entered 6-6, six and six. and again, the trend being having leads in the game, having leads in the fourth quarter in games, but not being able to hang on. This lead would have been really difficult not to hang on to. Wichita State entered with just three wins in conference, but they had defeated Florida Atlantic in Boca Raton, so they were loving Florida. They had a fantastic freshman in Celise Blow. Now, she led them in scoring, but was held to 11 points. Their other top two performers, Daniela Abias and Treasure Job, both average in double figures, but combined to score only six points in this one. One of the big categories for Wichita State. In fact, they're among the nation's top 50 in offensive rebounds. Yeah, the Bulls outdid them there 12-7. to And the first quarter, as I said, got off to a pretty quick start. Another good category for Wichita is field goal percentage on threes, just 27% also in the nation's top 50. That wasn't happening early as the Bulls were ready to run. Immediately, Romy Levy for three. She has been doing a lot of that lately. She continues to be on fire from three, the Bulls. Still up 3-0. We play two minutes and 20 seconds. That's a good feed of the post. And Romy Levy doing it all right now. Blocks that shot. Wilson almost travels. Puts her head down. Oh, what a bounce pass to Avery Mochichipol. That was all Ariel Wilson right there, and it's 5-0 Bulls. Uh, Ariel Wilson doing what she does, right? Finding her open player. Good finish by Mochichipol. She's doing a nice job putting the ball through the basket. Rita wanted it. She's been hitting the threes better of late. And that's a pretty good example as she knocks it down. It is eight to nothing. Bulls have made a couple of threes. Wichita State has made nothing, obviously. Another three by Romy Levy. This Wichita State team only allows 27% on threes. The Bulls are three for three. I believe that's 100%. It's 11 to nothing, South Florida. Well, a very talented good freshman with Arnio Honor. Tough shot and air ball. That's all defense by Jeanette Arnio. Carla Brito looks to run the other way. Levy calls for it. She's two for two on threes, fakes it, gets the defender off her feet, feet and long range, mid range. The switch pays off. It's 15 to three. Romy Levy, so happy. I'll dribble left and take a mid range jumper if you want me to. That seems like right in my field of vision. Arnio wants to drive in, misses the shot, Good but job. there's Ava again. Aveline Lutcher-Shipholt has six points and it is 17 to three Bulls. Levy. Hesitation, top of the key, pulls up for that mid-range, wishes it through. Romy Levy already has 10 points, 21 to four. Classic wide open in the corner. Those shots have got to go down unless you keep rebounding the misses and putting them back up and in. Danny Gonzalez makes it eight second chance points for the Bulls. That's a huge number, it's 23 to six. As I said, tough lead to blow, and that was right from the beginning, 25 to six, the first quarter outcome Bulls make three threes just at the very beginning, and for the entire quarter, Wichita was two for 14. Romy Levy, 10 points in the first quarter, two made threes. Evelyn Luchashipolt went for eight and five. Now, her scoring would actually cease there. It looked like a sure-fired third straight double-double, but the Bulls had some help in the second quarter, outscoring Wichita 20 to 14. Now Valero gets it across midcourt. Thinks about charging in against three players, but hands it off to Levy instead. Baseline jumper, knocks it down. Romy Levy has that stroke going. She's already at 12 points, and it's 29 to six. Vicky Blasig, who didn't get the start due to a hamstring situation, ends up scoring seven points in the second quarter. Blasig almost traveled, fadeaway three instead. Great to see that one drop down. We're used to seeing it, but folks, she was over 
in Philadelphia, and the Bulls struggled to get it going offensively until they did, and then lost. 34 to eight and against this zone. It's more about just distributing the ball Top of the key, or dropping in a floater, Jeanette Arneo coming to the party, averaging .7 a game. And that gives her obviously two, and it's 36 to eight. And Lauren Putu came off the bench to give the Bulls four points. Romy Levy back out there to run it down the court. She can, bounces it to Lauren Putu. Uh, good defense, up. good dribble, and Lauren Putu drops it in. So you're getting scoring from everybody on the court. He's able to shovel it over to Arneo, who sends it into Lauren Putu, who makes another bucket. The Bulls in the paint, 18 to four right now, and it's 40-11. Rebounds in the first half, 28 to 11 Bulls. Offensive rebounds, six to two, another category that Wichita was good at was the offensive glass. The Bulls not only got them there, but turned them into second chance points, something they couldn't do last time they were at home. Remember they had the eight nothing offensive glass edge in the third quarter, but only two second chance points. Their first four offensive rebounds, they scored every single time. That's what you want to do, convert in deep. The fun continued in the second half. 53-25, Arneo reverse layup. Looked like she wanted to pass it. That's what Wichita State thought. It's a 30-point margin again. Look at Blow calling for the ball. McCarty tries to give it to her, and Levy intercepts. Oh, Rita was wide up, and she finds her. Rita with a good dribble to the hoop, lays it up, and Romy Levy had an assist through her stat stuffing sheet. It's 57-25. I had to be careful I said that. Catch and shoot by Mora that's no good. Now Blasic looks to run the other way. Bounces to Levy, oh, wants to get to that to familiar Levy. spot at the free throw line. Boy, she gets into that rhythm. So much for the scoring drought from the floor for the Bulls. She hits again, the lead is 30 again. Romy Levy has 23 points. And good job by Romy Levy. Great pass though by Blasic, right? A bounce pass underneath the defender's arm, leading Romy Levy left. The yes. lure. Blasic inside to Lauren Putu, might have taken an extra step. No, that's a step off of her. That is a step through as I am corrected properly by Bridget. <laughs> and Laura. Coach Fernandez just said, nice shot. 63-31, yeah. <laughs> Lauren Putu up to six points for the Bulls. Danny Gonzalez with the three, <laughs> knocks it in. Looked like it wasn't going to get there. <laughs> it got there, 66-31. to 31. I felt like he needed to like blow air. <laughs> Midway point of the quarter, picks up her dribble almost, but keeps it alive, good job. Levy puts up a three, nice follow through. And Romy Levy has 28 points. Three is now her standard. She makes three threes a game, it seems like, every time out. I asked Romy about that after the game. She said, you know, she was a three-point shooter, played a different position at Auburn, didn't allow her to really have that part of her game be active. But still, the Bulls now have played 26 games. They're 15 and 11, 7 and 6 in conference. In the first 20 games, she never made more than one. In the last six, at least two every single time, and three three of those occasions. Levy with 28 points. She is now averaging 19 and a half in conference. Danny Gonzalez with 13 off the bench, finishing in deep. It's a nice little poke away by Arneo on the driving morrow, and order has been restored. Now Danny Gonzalez finishes strong, and it's foul. Wichita State doesn't believe she was fouled, but I know that was a bucket regardless, and it's 74-45. Now a drive in, boy, Wichita State, as we said. Not really running plays right now at all. It's the latest air ball. Wilson pushes to Levy, dumps it underneath to Danny Gonzalez. What a pass. And Danny with a couple of finishes off the bench, 77-45. Two Bulls went for eight and seven. Lucha Schipholt and Carla Brito 
Vlasic with the seven. Lauren Putu added eight points. Everyone was making. The Bulls were making more than 50% of their shots until missing their first seven in the fourth quarter, which started 10-0 Wichita. Shockers ended up outscoring the Bulls by 10 in the fourth, but they got it back and kept it level the rest of the way. They were up by as many as 35 in the game. They win it 79-57. to Bulls right now sit in eighth place. And as we said, if you want to get that buy into the quarterfinals, make your road a little bit easier in the conference tournament, as opposed to having to win four games in four days, they're going to need some help above them and probably going to have to win the rest of their games. But they certainly look like they're capable of winning against anybody, especially the way they played last night. We'll sort it all out for you on Friday's show again after a full Wednesday night of women's basketball action. Jose Fernandez, just massive praise for Romy Levy, who has just been so much more than only the leading scorer for this team. She is a wonderful, I mean, extremely wonderful young lady. She's comfortable and she creates space. Now it's filling up the stat sheet. I mean, she's a pleasure to coach. She (laughs) wants to be coached, right? She's a good teammate, and that's why things happen. Good for her. No distractions. Hmm around surrounding Romy Levy and it carries over to the court. This is a kid that has just gotten better as the season has gone on, playing a new position. Right? You know, she has infectious energy and makes people makes people around her better. We'll tell you that the women's lacrosse team, of course, not playing quote unquote for real for a couple of seasons, but they are getting in a lot of action. They had fall ball and now they're getting in some exhibitions and they've been basically playing some national teams from across the pond and they want everyone and are inviting you officially to be at the Corbett Soccer Stadium on Friday 12:30 open to the public and free and I guess there's going to be bagpipes and everything as they're playing the Scotland national team we'll give you more on Friday's show including going to try and talk to head coach Mindy McCord been telling you about men's tennis and women's tennis playing a lot of dramatic matches. Well, Alvin Todorica, for his part, was named the AAC Player of the Week. Did take a win at the number one court against Miami, though the Bulls lost that match 4-3. to They came back home Saturday, edged Georgia Southern. He lost his first set and then won 6-1, 6-1, so basically clinched the W, and then a key second set tiebreaker victory to help lead the way to the 6-1 victory against FGCU. Victory for softball on Monday. We'll play some highlights here in a win against Kansas, a team that, though being below 500 last year, had their most wins in conference play five in more than a half decade. Remembering the Big 12 only had seven teams the last few years. Now they're even better. And this Kansas team basically lost to two ranked teams in Clearwater last week, both in close games, and then rolled their lesser ranked opponents. And the Bulls were facing the pitcher who threw in the close losses to Oregon and Indiana. And they got to her early. Oh, Rivera smacks that ball deep to left field. I mean, with some clown, it's gone. (laughs) Rivera punched a off-speed pitch. And I mean, punched the living daylights out of it. It's 1-0 South Florida. Rivera had no mercy on that poor little softball. It was her first home run since two seasons ago. Of course, she was out due to injury last year, and she was not done hitting. Kansas would answer back in the top of the third. Peyton Dixon had to depart after five innings, was getting out of some jams, had to throw 85 pitches in five frames while walking four. But she would be the pitcher of record because of what the Bulls did in the bottom of the fifth 
after Kansas pulled its starting pitcher, Casey Hamilton. Katie Brooks, who had gotten their two wins in Clearwater, was one pitch away from getting out of bases loaded and one out. You can sense the uplift from the Kansas side, and Camille Ortiz-Martinez will hope to turn the tide for the Bulls. One and two. Same pitch hits her! And that is a lead for the Bulls. She tried to hit the same exact spot and just lost it. Camille Ortiz gladly wore that one, and the Bulls take the lead in. Now Lana Rivera, who has a home run in this game, tries to pad the cushion, which is now 2-1, to one, and she whacks a get-down ball. It does! One run will score with Garcia Soto. Decent throw, but that's a second run. And the Bulls busted open on back-to-back -back pitches. One plunking a batter and the other being plunked for RBI's two and three of the day for Alana Rivera. It is four to one. She did have 28 RBI in her last healthy season, but that actually matched her career high for ribbies, which had just taken place one time with three. She obviously was the offensive standout, and the Bulls get two shutout innings from Bell Sarja for her first save. Dixon, a.k.a. P. Diddy, picks up her second win, her first win, which was a Complete game shutout of Michigan got her on the weekly honor roll. Bulls play Illinois-Chicago on Thursday at 4, followed by Boston College at 6.30. And I tell you, they got two games in a row against Boston College, and whatever order the Eagles go with their pitching staff, it's going to be difficult because Abby Dunning and Haley Papillon both went 2-0 and without giving up an earned run as the Eagles went 4-1 and at FGCU last weekend, beating the Eagles twice, including in 10 innings. Abby Dunning threw all 10 in that game, and in the first game, a 2-0 shutout, she struck out 12 both times. So remember that name. They also blanked Georgetown. Their only loss was the only game neither Papillon or Dunning threw, and that was 9-1 to Long Island. So that's who the Bulls play second on Thursday. The first game is against an Illinois-Chicago team that last year went 9-43 and and started off 0-5 this season out in an event in Fullerton, California. So yeah, we'll be on the air for that. We'll have some highlights on Friday's show, hopefully some winning men's basketball highlights and a full weekend preview, including baseball season getting started. That's going to wrap it up for the Wednesday show, though. Thanks for listening to Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.